to Pharmacy View podcast, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key people within Australian pharmacy and the associated global industry. In this stream of podcast episodes, we discuss with our guests the full scope of leadership tools that go into building the Pharmacy Leaders Toolbox for team and career success. I am your host, Chantel Turner, pharmacist, leadership coach, and founder of Turn Pharmacy Leadership. My guest today is proudly brought to you by Shopfront Solutions for all your shelf and digital marketing needs, part of the Arion Technologies Group. Hello, welcome to today's episode of Pharmacy View Full Scope Pharmacy Practice Podcast. Today, my guest is Marissa Stelmashuk. She has studied at James Cook University and is working in general practice. Uh, she was engaged in the hospital for a little over 10 years as a clinical pharmacist. She has four young children and is now looking to explore some new career opportunities and uh, was searching for something a little bit more challenging, which has landed her in her current role. Now, before I get to say welcome to Marissa, the reason why I have brought Marissa on today is that while Marissa may not seem like your stereotypical leader, she has a super cool story about how self-leadership has actually helped to progress her career. So I'm really looking forward to getting some insight from her today about how our audience can use these um, these skills for themselves as well. So welcome, Marissa. Thank you, Chantel. Now, let's, to begin with, let's learn a little bit about Marissa. Um, tell us your story. So my pharmacy story? Yes, sounds yeah. great. Um, I guess pharmacy has been a big part of my life for a very long time. So I'd take it back to high school. I was in pharmacy working part-time um, during my pharmacy degree. I also worked part-time in community pharmacy. So I kind of had that exposure from a reasonably young age and had decided that pharmacy seemed like it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, studied and throughout my study, um, enjoyed my community pharmacy work, but had kind of always been working towards a career in hospital pharmacy. It seemed like um, a dream job for me and exactly mm-hmm. where I wanted to be. So I worked towards that and and achieved that, I guess, mm-hmm. um, in doing my internship in hospital and then spending a fair chunk of my career there as well. Yeah. Um, I think as having kids does, it, it changed my perspective and my priorities and and I decided that perhaps there was more for me in the pharmacy world. Um And it's interesting to think about because I think sometimes we have these preconceived ideas about what is right for Mm. us or we have these goals and it seems as though that's the path that I'm taking, that's the path that I want to take and that's where I want to be. But when it doesn't necessarily work out that way, sometimes that's uncomfortable or challenging or difficult. Um, But on reflection, if we don't allow ourselves to take those different paths and and jump on those new opportunities, I think Mm. it's um wasted opportunity obviously and you just never know what's going to happen if you do jump into a new path or a new direction very true so in hearing about that and um I will let our audience know I've got a little bit of inside knowledge on Marissa because I've known Marissa for an extremely long time now um but you touched on that um maybe what you thought was going to be your ideal or the dream job um maybe didn't quite work out that way and maybe there was some challenges. So could you talk us through that a little bit more? Yeah, so I guess um, hospital pharmacy did provide me with 
so many wonderful opportunities, um, career opportunities, leadership opportunities, um, I guess flexibility to explore different areas of pharmacy. Um, so I think clinically it's a fantastic place to be and um, it can be very rewarding, um, particularly working in a, a group um, mm -hmm. environment, lots of pharmacists to work with and learn from. Mm -hmm. um, but it did become perhaps not what I imagined it would be for me. So um, when I was starting my pharmacy career in hospital, I thought that it would always be where I would stay um, and progress through. Um, but I decided that after, I guess, around a decade that there must have been more for me in pharmacy. So um, I think letting go of the idea that I had to stay there and because that was my original goal um, was maybe the biggest hurdle for me in further progressing my career. So realising that there is more outside of that original point of view or that original goal. Mm. What was the struggle with letting go of of that idea what were you feeling like you were I guess struggling to come to terms with or what what did you need I think it's just comfort really it's mm -hmm. getting outside of your comfort zone and it's if because it was with the exception of my community pharmacy um work which was before becoming a registered pharmacist so that's different as well your experience as a student or um a pharmacy assistant is going to be different to your experience as a registered pharmacist um so all i had known as a registered pharmacist was being a hospital pharmacist mm. um so stepping outside of that it did feel scary because it was completely new um so it was like a leap yeah, 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 and we're talking off air, and we will get to explore what you're currently doing as a general practice pharmacist. But you said to me that you feel like you're thriving in your new role. So, what happened along the way from being a bit worried to stretch outside the comfort zone to getting to the point of thriving? I think this is probably the answer you're looking for, but it is really the true answer for me is getting to a point where I could lead myself and be confident in my role and in my position, regardless of how new I was to that position. So mm. I think realising that um, my experiences in other areas could benefit me in my new role. Mm. Um, so... I think drawing on personal attributes, drawing on um, skills that I had and taking them with me to my new role um, and building confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, a leadership itself and almost, I guess, like valuing what was already within as opposed to feeling like because it's a new step and it's outside of your comfort zone that you've got to compartmentalise yes. the old piece. Yes. which was hospital, pharmacy in your case, um, and start afresh rather than, yeah, taking it with you and evolving with it. Yes, yeah. So I think, you know, I could have looked at it as I'm very new to this, which I was and I still am. Um, what do I know? You know, I know little compared to someone who's been in a role such as this for a really long time. However, I think my other pharmacy and pharmacist experiences really have helped me in starting this role and also developing it and getting to a point where I feel like I am thriving and um, moving forward with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So expanding on the self-leadership um, 
aspect further. Um, what do you feel the difference is now compared to, um, what do you think you know now that you, I guess, wish you would have known at the start? I think in some ways it just takes time. Yes. It just takes time and a bit of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, which patience perhaps is not one of my <laughs> strong points. Um, perhaps because I get quite enthusiastic and excited about trying, trying new things, mm. but sometimes being patient and just letting things run their course, um, really helps with building that confidence because you have the different experiences. And I guess this is one of the things I love about my new job. Every day is different. Um, you're learning from different people. You're connecting with different people within the workplace that I'm in, but also outside of that. Um, and I think over time, all of those experiences help you to improve your confidence as well as your knowledge. So obviously your clinical skills are going to develop because you're seeing different patients or scenarios or clinical Mm. situations. But I think as well as that, and, um, perhaps in some ways more importantly than that, learning, you know, different ways to communicate with different people, um, learning leadership skills, whether it be self-leadership or leadership of others, um, comes from your experiences, comes from your time and just Mm. being patient and Mm. kind of living through that. Yeah. So you mentioned patience there and you said it may not be necessarily something that comes easily to you because you're a bit enthusiastic. How do you help yourself in those situations when your mind's getting three steps ahead? I guess focusing sometimes on specifics or specific Mm. goals for me, I guess, Mm. specific goals and tasks and sort of winding it back and going, okay, what exactly would I like to achieve, whether it be today or this month or, you know, even this year and not getting too far ahead of yourself and wanting to solve and create everything all at once. Yeah. So breaking it down a little bit and looking at what's my highest priority here and what would I like to do first? Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess narrowing the focus a little bit would be yeah. another way as opposed to getting overwhelmed with yes. everything. Yeah. Cool. The other thing you mentioned in there was communication. And um, while some pharmacists, um, and I've been really lucky to have brilliant roles or build brilliant relationships, clinical relationships with doctors, um, sometimes people feel, um, as a pharmacist, that they feel like there might be a bit of a disconnect or um, whether there is a bit of, um, I guess, whether it's hierarchy um, that can influence their ability to communicate. So how did you find going into GP practice and communicating when you might not have had that confidence straight up? Yeah, I think I probably have two parts to my answer to that question. I Mm. think one is for me, I think we create that scenario in our own head, I think, and we feel as though there is this hierarchy and there is this sort of barrier to um, successful clinical conversations or interventions or discussions. I think we create that a lot more than the doctors do or the other side do. Um, So I think when we're feeling perhaps lesser than or we don't have the confidence to open up those conversations, I think that limits what can be discussed Mm. or what resolution can be made. I think we're limiting that in ourselves. Well, certainly I think that's the case for me, Um, thinking back to when I did think that. 
But I also think that my experience in hospital pharmacy allowed me to have a lot of exposure to that, Mm. you know, day to day, many discussions with different doctors, levels of doctors, different other allied health professionals. And I think at the end of the day, we're all a team, we're all bringing something to a team Mm. and we're all working towards, you know, that's the beauty of it, working towards the health of the patient. So I think just approaching those discussions, conversations and um, interactions and building those relationships with doctors. I think if we have that um, view that we're all just working together and we do have something to bring to the table as pharmacists, we obviously have a lot to bring. Yeah. Um, so I personally think it's overcoming that thought for yourself and mm. then that allows you to put your best foot forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And it really is about perspective, isn't it? You yes. know, those self-limiting beliefs and what's the story I'm telling myself. Yeah. As opposed Versus what's actually happened. Exactly. Or going to happen even. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and I, I, probably putting words in your mouth, but I assume it's become easier as your confidence has grown. Yes. And I well. think as with any workplace and um, any interaction, everybody's different and you learn over time, again, there's that level of patience. Um, I have learned over time that people um, interact differently. Uh, people respond differently. Uh, people may be available at different times of the day or they may prefer a face-to-face conversation. They may prefer a quick message or a check-in or an email or and, and you're only going to learn those things about specific people by reaching out and trying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And what a great way to, to explore that as well. In emotional intelligence, we're talking about awareness of others. Um, and this is really the epitome of this. If we can understand what the other person needs, um, we can then tailor our communication and the style of communication to, um, have it suit them. So I'm curious we all have our own preferred communication style, right? Um, what helped you to kind of clue into other people's styles and maybe communicate in a way that was not your preference or not your first choice of communication? I think one thing for me working in general practice, it was important to adjust and realise that the pace of the workplace is obviously different to a hospital, much mm. different. Um, whereby obviously, you know, um, how people operate and how people, um, see their patients offer a service, um, is different to a hospital environment. And with that, figuring out how I might fit there, um, in my role and in what I can offer patients, but also in my role with collaboration with the other staff that were already there. Um, so I think, it's important to observe Mm. first and foremost, to kind of observe and then ask questions um, to get a feel for, hey, how do you think would be the best way to approach a conversation with this particular person? Because I think, you know, sometimes you just have to ask. You can observe and you can think maybe this will work, Um, Mm. but I think sometimes it's best to ask as well. Yeah. 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 And then readjusting if if that conversation perhaps didn't go the way you thought it might or if an interaction or a suggestion that you may have had didn't um turn out how you thought it might 
I guess not taking it personally, not taking a negative, maybe not even negative, a, a less than um, optimal outcome mm-hmm. from a situation personally and thinking about how could that be approached differently next time. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Having known you for quite some time, the Marissa I speak to today is really quite evolved from the Marissa I spoke to um, a couple of years ago. Uh, And to hear you talk about being able to um, write off a, you know, poor conversation or a lesson stellar one to, you know, oh, well, we'll try again next time is, is pretty cool. What do you think, apart from patience, that you've had to learn in those scenarios to stop the self-doubt creeping in? I think it's just been work on myself, to be honest. It's mm. been realising that everyone's different. Everybody communicates different, operates differently, and that's fine. Um, and that it's likely that... Um, the conversation or the outcome of a situation is often dependent on a lot of factors, mm-hmm. not just what you've put into it yes, or what I've put into it personally. <laughs> so I think realising all of those things, what what is happening in that particular situation, how many other things does that person have on their mind, on their to-do list, um, in their day ahead of them, Um and circumstantial what is happening environmentally at that time or you know in that workplace and so that's all culminated in how something might play out yeah and realizing that you know perhaps the conversation may not have gone as one expected but that could have been for a number of reasons Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah and then learning from those experiences because even something that seems um i guess unsuccessful or difficult there's always something to be learned from that, right? Mm, definitely, definitely. So you've spoken a lot about um, confidence and having to master leadership of self to really be able to openly embrace and step into this new role. What other opportunities or things have mastering self-leadership brought to the table for you? I think as we've talked about before, um, it's open doors. And I think um, similarly to what I was saying before, putting barriers up for ourselves mm. reduces the chance of those doors opening. So I think when I really began to, I guess, challenge my um, inner thoughts or lacking confidence, when I began to challenge that and, and work on that in myself, I found that so many opportunities came to me, whether it was putting myself out there, sending an email, you know, connecting with people that I'd always mm-hmm. thought, oh, that'd be a really good person to talk to or to make a connection with. Yep. Um, but actually taking those leaps and having those discussions and, um, you know, travelling to a symposium to meet mm. lots of people, um, putting yourself out there and, and taking away those barriers to opportunities has really allowed me to have so many opportunities and and possibilities going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Seems so simple, but you know, sometimes yeah. it's not. No, yeah. it, it's not because, you know, we we put up barriers because um they keep us safe. Um but they can also keep us from 
experiencing the most amazing things yeah. and the amazing opportunities that can come our way yeah. as well. So what do you think your biggest leadership lesson has been so far in your career journey? That's a tough one. I think leading myself. Mm-hmm. So I actually find leading myself more difficult than leading others. Mm-hmm. I think I think I yeah, I think that's always been something difficult to master and I'm not saying that I've mastered it mm-hmm. um, because I think there's always room for improvement and there's always going to be those days where we have self-doubt and um lack confidence in certain things. Um but I think I've found that a challenging road. Um more challenging than leading others and communicating mm. with others and working in a team. Yeah. 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 And it is often a, a, a big hurdle to, yeah. to overcome sometimes for better or worse, we're kinder to others than we are to ourselves sometimes. Yeah. On the note of leadership of others, while you don't seem to have that stereotypical managerial role, how does leadership of others kind of occur in your workplace and how does it happened in the past in your hospital experience? I think I've had varied experiences. So um, takes me back to a long time ago, but I had some very good advice from a pharmacist who you actually know. Um, and I've taken it with me all through my career. And this lovely pharmacist had said to me, if you are having a negative experience with you know, someone senior to you or a a leader or a mentor, Um, even if the only thing you take from that scenario or that situation is who not to be like or what not to do, Mm -hmm. um, you've still learnt from that. You know, when you practice as a pharmacist yourself and you are leading someone or a team, um, lead them the way you want to. And you may be learning along the way how you don't want to lead and who you don't want to be. Mm -hmm but that's still learning. And that's been an extremely valuable, I guess, concept um, that I do live by. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. So what's next for Marissa in the, the pharmacy journey pipeline? Um, well, I see lots of possibilities. I see possibilities for further study, credentialing, um, and I guess the way I think about it is what services or what more can I give and provide in my role? Um, so I love being a general practice pharmacist. It, it's so varied. It's so flexible. Um, it's very rewarding mm-hmm. um, because I have that patient contact, but I also feel like an integral, important part of the team as well. Um, and as I've said, I love working in a team. Um, so I see the possibility to have more involvement with um managing of chronic disease within our practice with our patients um I see some wonderful growing roles in pharmacy you know aged care pharmacy um vaccination um going to do some vaccination training soon so that's another service I can provide within the practice I think there's there's so many opportunities and it's so exciting to think what could be done and what I could be and what I could do in the role I'm currently in so Yeah. yeah I think there's lots to come and additionally mentorship and um, I guess growing the area of general practice pharmacy here 
in our mm. town, which has not really taken off yet. But I think that's very exciting to be able to support others potentially going into general practice and yeah, yeah forging yeah. their roles as pharmacists there. Amazing. Yeah. Hearing your story and what you were just saying there really epitomises what I fundamentally believe, which is that if, you know, we work on ourselves, we get this little ripple effect and then it rolls onto the next person and all because you stepped out of your comfort zone and took down the barriers and were able to, you know, create new opportunities for yourself. Um, that's rippled a little bit further and not only benefiting the patients in the general practice, but now looking to forge the way for the next lot of GP pharmacists and looking further afield and looking at opportunities within our, in our city um, and abroad, as you said, you know, presenting at a symposium was amazing. So exciting, exciting stuff. I want to ask one last question and I'm asking it to all of my guests. So you're building a leadership toolbox. What's the one tool you put in for everyone who's going to take it with them? That's a tricky question. Um, I would say resilience, actually. Oh. So I think that's something that I find so important. Mm. I think, you know, comes back to what I said about, you know, these different experiences you have, whether they're good, bad, you know, um, whether they're successes or they're challenges. Um, I think having resilience and just keeping on going you know, it, it's so powerful just to put one foot in front of the other and, you know, um, I guess present your best self each day. Mm. Um, and I think it's not always going to be easy, especially in a new role, um, but in any role, in any workplace, in any pharmacy or pharmacy environment, um, it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be smooth sailing. So I think having that resilience and grit mm -hmm. to just keep going and to remember why you're there ultimately yeah. what's your purpose and having that really strong sense of purpose and resilience beautiful I think that's a wonderful place to leave it um extremely empowering thank you so much for spending some time and sharing what's a really personal journey um with all of our um listeners in Australia and across the world as well so thank you so much for being here and I look forward to seeing what your next step is Thanks, Chantelle. Nice to chat with you again. Likewise. Thanks for joining us today on the Pharmacy View podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment if you found this episode of value or have feedback. Podcast episodes are promoted through social media, LinkedIn, YouTube, and major podcast mediums. And each episode can be found on the Pharmacy View webpage with links to guest contact and business details. If you're a pharmacist or industry support supplier who would like to join us on an episode, send us a message through LinkedIn or complete an inquiry form on the Pharmacy View webpage. I am your host, Chantelle Turner, pharmacist, leadership coach, and founder of Turn Pharmacy Leadership. And on behalf of Shopfront Solutions and Arion Technologies, thanks again for joining us today on the Pharmacy View podcast.